The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. There was a strange thing that happened during that interview that Hanu Nara gave to Indian news channel NDTV. This was just a day or two after he discovered his wife and six-year-old son stabbed to death after returning home from an office happy hour. Every day uh, when I come home, I, I just enter, I take out my shoe, then I call my son's name Anish. We listened to part of that interview last episode. Every day he'll come and give one hug, but yesterday he did not come. The interview is short, less than two minutes long, and right near the end of it, this exchange happens. Are you satisfied with the way the police has supported you through this investigation of in these hours? Uh, yes. Uh, of course, even Tana supported me from last night. They were with me from the last night and uh, till now, and uh, they were supporting me throughout this process. The reporter asked Hanu if he's satisfied with the way the police have treated him, and Hanu says, quote, yes, of course. Even Tana supported me from last night, unquote. In other words, before answering the question about the police, Hanu gives a shout-out to Tana, which is the Telugu Association of North America. Tana is a multi-million-dollar nonprofit whose mission is to support Telugu-speaking immigrants from southern India. I'm still puzzling over the name from the 911 call. Who did Hanu want to call in those first few minutes after discovering the bodies? Between his accent and the poor tape quality, it's really hard to hear. So let's enhance it. First, we try using software to clean up the tape. I need to call you, David Kapoor. Can you give me your phone? Hold on one second for me, okay? Don't hang up. I need to call you, David Kapoor. Can you give me your phone? I need to call... Can you give me your phone? I need to call you, David Kapoor. Can you give me your phone? I need to call someone. Can you give me your phone? Next, we try slowing it down. I need to call you, David Kapoor. I need to call someone. I still can't quite make it out. Ravika Patluri? Ravika Patluri? It's still tough to make out. While Tinku's working on the name, we're investigating Tana. And there is a Patluri we've run across a few times. His full name is Ravi Patluri. He's very active in Tana, looks to be in leadership. Yes, I think that's it. Ravi Patlori. So who is this person? And what's his connection to Hanu, Sasi and this case? And how does Tana fit in? Things are getting more complicated. I'm Ben Adair. And I'm Tinku Ray. This is Strangeland Season 2, Murder in Mapleshade. Episode 4, The Inner Circle.
Ravi Patlori's name shows up multiple times in the Indian press coverage of the murders. He says he's Sasi's cousin. So he's not just a friend of the family, he is family. He tells an Indian news outlet that Sasi and Hanu spend every other weekend at his house. So Patlori is intimately involved in the Nara's lives and this case. We find a number and call him. These are my questions. What can he tell us about Sussy, his cousin? Were they close growing up? What does he know about Sussy and Hanu's relationship? Did the Naras have any enemies or problems with neighbors? And did he talk to Hanu on the night of the murders? Hi, Ravi. My name is uh, Tinku Ray, and I'm a journalist working on a podcast. Do you have a few minutes to chat? Uh, no, can you please message me? I have another meeting. Okay, should I text you on here? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Hello? Hmm, not exactly a warm reception. I text him, hoping he'll open up once he hears we're looking into the unsolved murders of his relatives. We would love your help in getting justice for your cousin and her son and really pushing this investigation forward. Okay. Sent. Then I wait. And I wait. He never calls me back. But he did call our reporter, Betsy Shepard. Unfortunately, we weren't able to record the conversation. So we'll just have to give you a recap. Ravi is super angry. He's practically shouting. Why are you looking into the murders? To get justice for Sassi and Anish. I think it's something he'd want too. He says, stop meddling in issues that don't concern you. Can he at least put us in touch with Sassi's mom and dad? He says essentially, let it go and hangs up the phone. It is not what we expected. So let's get into Ravi's organization, TANA. TANA claims to be the oldest and largest Indian-American organization in North America. It's an influential cultural group that claims to have 70,000 members, most of whom are from Andhra Pradesh, just like Sasi and Hanu. It was founded as a nonprofit in the late 70s, and its ranks grew during the dot-com boom of the late 90s. Their motto is, our youth are our heritage. The group does a lot of charity work, raises money for orphans and Andhra Pradesh, among other causes, and they host huge conferences, like tens of thousands of people huge. Former President Bill Clinton spoke there in 2007. You know, in, in America, we have slightly different political traditions and when I got to Amit Pradesh, there were these huge banners all over with his picture and my picture. <laughs> and I felt like a rock star instead of a politician. The Tana conference includes singing, dancing, and celebs from the Telugu film industry, also known as Tollywood. Tana's leadership is almost exclusively male. So women don't get a lot of visibility outside of the beauty contest. I always say that South Indian women are the most beautiful women in the world. And I think this is the proof. 
Tana even offers online dating services to Telugu singles in the United States and has emergency services for Telugu victims of crime. While combing through Tana's website, we discover that from 2015 to 2017, Hanu Nara served as a national ad hoc co-chairman. So he wasn't just a member, he was part of the inner circle. We keep digging and find pictures of Hanu hanging out with lots of Tana's leadership, including Ravi Patlori. Hanu's tagged in social media posts about important elections and events. We find multiple posts in which the organization thanks Hanu, specifically, for his various donations. What we don't find is surprising, too. We don't see any photos of Sasi or any mentions of her, not even after her death. It seems like Sasi was invisible within the group. We click to Ravi's Facebook page, over 7,000 friends and followers. We're thinking he's talking about Hanu in the press. He must have posted about Sasi, his own cousin. Two days after the murders, he hosted a beauty contest and talent show, and later shared those pics to Facebook. And three days after, Ravi implored his followers to vote for a particular Tana candidate. But he posted literally nothing about the mysterious murders of his cousin Sasi and her son Anish, his own family members. Not one word. We reach out to Tana's national leaders about the murders, but we get no response. We do, however, find a directory of local reps, so we try them next. Hello? Hi, is that Sudhakar? Yeah, this is. Sudhakar Kandiala is the Tana rep for southern New Jersey. Do you remember the, the, the case, Sudhakar? Were you here in New Jersey at the time? Yeah, I was here. But uh, I only know like little bit information, but I would be happy to give the person, contact person, uh, who was more involved. Uh, I think that would like, you know, probably help you. We set up a time to meet with Sudhakar the following day, and he says he'll connect us with another Tana member. Okay, great, Sudhakar. I appreciate this. Thank you so much. Yeah, see you. Bye-bye. Okay, we're finally starting to get somewhere. But the next day, I receive a text from Sudhakar saying he's been instructed not to talk to us. But if Tana won't talk, we are able to find lots of other people talking about Tana. Our reporting turns up a former Tana Foundation trustee who went public in 2021 with corruption allegations. Various lawsuits against Tana's leadership allege visa fraud schemes, illegal employment operations, even an alleged connection to a sex trafficking ring involving Tollywood actresses. But these are all just accusations. Nothing verifiable, nothing concrete. What I really can't get over is how strangely silent Tana's been on the Nara murders. They say they're for all Telugu people but they haven't seemed to put in much effort for Sasi and Anish. The leadership won't talk, and it seems like members are being told to stay silent. What is going on here? But there is one group that does advocate for the victims. And as they do, they start coming to some distinct conclusions about this case. That's coming right up, after the break. 
Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is a children's Bollywood dance class offered at the Indian Cultural Center of South Jersey. The ICC is a big gray and brick building in the town of Evesham, about 15 minutes south of Mapleshade by Highway. It's a community center with a large banquet hall, a library, and brightly colored murals. More than four months after the murders, the ICC says they were contacted by Burlington County investigators. They were looking for help drumming up leads on the case. As soon as we heard about the news, we are all, uh, uh, you know, shaken up. Uh, immediately. Manu Dadhania is on the ICC board. Since this was too close to home, another Indian community member who got murdered, everybody was interested to know what happened and who who committed this horrific crime um, and what can we do about it. Unlike Thana, the ICC serves the broader Indian community rather than any one particular linguistic or ethnic group. And also, unlike Thana, the ICC played a key role in the Nara murder investigation. Investigators say the case is still very active, but are now working with the Indian Cultural Center of South Jersey, hoping to generate new leads. Prosecutors say even the smallest tip could prove useful in solving this crime. Manu tells us that originally law enforcement in New Jersey reached out to Thana, hoping to enlist help in the investigation. But several months in, police were still having a hard time interviewing people in the Telugu community. So the prosecutor's office approached the ICC. They did not have any significant lead into the, these murders um, or, or the, you know, the perpetrator who committed those horrific crimes. So we, as an Indian cultural center being the hub of the Indian community, um, we held various meetings uh, with the detectives. So we invited the Telugu community, uh, you know, leaders to help us into, uh, into this investigation. By August, it was publicly announced that the ICC was working with the Burlington County prosecutors. The ICC used social media to encourage the Indian community to share tips with investigators. They talked to the press to keep the story alive. They even worked with translators to make informational flyers in Telugu. So we can all, uh, you know, distribute those uh, flyers so that somebody will come forward uh, if they have any information about um, the perpetrator for this, uh, uh, you know, murders. Basically, the ICC was doing all the things you'd expect an Indian cultural organization to be doing. 
But Manu got the sense that many Telugu community members weren't interested in furthering the investigation. I got the feeling was that um, maybe some of those community members did know more about it, but they were not coming out forward because their you know sentiment was that the people who are gone, they are gone. So now, uh, you know, for the surviving person, um, do we give them some, you know, incriminating evidence or something? Um, and then what? Uh, then you might divide the community. Manu says the way Thana immediately closed ranks around Hanu was very strange. When everybody knows each other, there are always friends to other peoples also. So you're talking about loyalties within the community? Yes. Yes. We are speculating, but, you know, there was, there, there could be a this shielding uh, or, 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 you know, something like that. That bears repeating. Manu says that he's just speculating, but that Tana could be shielding Hanu. It's unclear if the ICC's cooperation yielded any new leads. There were none released to the public, and by the fall of 2017, media coverage fizzled out. The victims are kind of forgotten, and nobody is speaking on behalf of the victims. Did we have enough pressure um, on the either the Burlington County or Maple Shed to solve this one? I wouldn't say no. We, uh, I don't think we had enough pressure as a community. Back to Fox Meadow. This time, we expand our canvassing efforts and hit up a row of businesses near the apartment complex. We're inside a Dunkin' Donuts on Highway 73, directly across from Fox Meadow. It's busy, a lot of to-go orders. The owner chats with us while serving customer after customer. He tells us his name is Kokon, which means small person in Bengali. I know this because I speak Bengali, and Kokon is small and quiet. But when I address him in his native language, he immediately opens up. Kokon tells me he's been in the U.S. for 12 years and that he lived in Fox Meadow when the murders happened. He's since moved out, but remembers the residents in the apartment next to him talking about the Naras. He heard that Hanu and Sasi had a really bad relationship. They fought all the time. Hanu mistreated Sasi, he says. So much so that he heard that Sasi's mom regularly called Hanu to confront him about it. I asked Kokun if he knows what the fights were about, but he shrugs his shoulders. He never met Sasi or Hanu. He only knows what his neighbors told him, that the Naras did not have a happy home. It's a small detail, and it might not even be true, but it feels like a breakthrough. Because this is the first time anyone has offered us any information about the Nara's relationship. Kokon doesn't have info on the neighbors, so we do some Googling to see if we can find any references to any neighbors talking to the press. Then we uncover an article published just after the murders on the news site NJ.com. It's an interview with a Fox Meadow resident named Abdul Salam. 
published five days after the murders. Abdul Salam lived in the unit above the Nara family. And he told us that he had seen the boy, knew the boy. He was really upset about, as he put it, I'm really upset about that kid. This is Kevin Shea, a crime journalist. And in 2017, he was an editor at NJ.com. He would talk to um, Anish when he came home from work, that kind of thing, and and had a little bit of a rapport with him. Um, You know, the kind of conversations, you you know, often neighbors have with each other, coming and going from work. You know, hey, how's it going? But he had it with the boy. Salam told us that um, the couple argued, and he told us he treated her not well. They hardly ever left the house. When they rode in a car, he used to make her sit in the back seat, even if it was just the two of them. A picture of Sussie's life is finally starting to come into view. And it's such a sad one. And that's when things start to click. Upstairs neighbor? Check. Friends with Anish? Check. And according to the article, Abdul worked the night shift. Could this be the same neighbor Christine told us about when we first arrived in Fox Meadow? The man she called Bubba? He worked night work. He was a, um, a stalker, like, you know what I mean? In ShopRite, he got, like, awards and everything for being dedicated, and he was proud of that. We asked Kevin if the newsroom keeps contact info of interview subjects, but no, he has no more info about Abdul Salam other than what was printed on the page. We've heard only second-hand stories of Sassi and Hanu's marriage. Tana won't talk to us, or anyone. Our search for Abdul slash Bubba is at an impasse. And we still don't have the name for the woman on the 911 call. But we are able to reach one person who regularly interacted with Sassi and Anish. A woman named Kelly Canavan. She was Anish's teacher at the time of the murders. She saw him five days a week for the majority of his first grade year. We had a little thing. He would run to her and then run back to me, give me a hug, and then she would just smile and wave, and she always nodded her head. And you never met the father? Um, before everything happened, no. I, I had seen him at pickups once or twice, but it was always um, his mom. What did Kelly find out about Anisha's family life? What kind of interactions did she have with Sussie and Hanu? Did she see signs of abuse or any other problems at home? The next two episodes of Strangeland drop on February 9th. Strangeland is an audio Chuck original produced by Western Sound. You can learn more about our investigation, including how you can get involved at our website, strangelandpodcast.com. And if you love what you hear, please don't forget to tell your friends about this important story. And type us a review on your favorite podcast app to help the story continue reaching more and more people like you. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions.
Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.